Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We're so excited uh, that we have this time together. We just pray that uh, we take the next few moments together and we just pray that God blesses you. And uh, wherever you are, however you're listening and whoever you're listening with, uh, we just want you to know that God loves you, cares about you. So do we. And we're just praying for all of us really during this time and situation. But uh, this is the day that the Lord has made. God is good. No matter what happens, God is faithful. He is amazing. Uh, and, uh, you know, if you believe that God is good and you believe God is amazing, then you go ahead and just text amen. Or you can comment hallelujah or send a fire emoji. We, we'll, we'll take all three, whatever. Uh, we just want to interact with you this morning uh, as we go into the Word of God. We're so excited, again, that you joined us. And uh, we just pray that the Lord blesses you today. Uh, if, if you believe that God is good and God is amazing, uh, and if you didn't text uh, amen, then you can just look at a family member across the room and give them a social distance high five right now. We, we, you know, uh, that'll work too. Uh, but uh, no, we, we know that um, uh, a lot is happening during this time. I feel like our faith is growing. I feel like our, our um, expectation of what the Lord is doing, what he will do through this um, crisis that we're in or the situation we find ourselves and I believe that when we come back to church we come back together uh, we're going to have an awesome time it's going to be great so uh, we're looking forward to that but uh, just wanted to to give a challenge really uh, to our church church members who are listening and really anybody I just want to give this challenge to you this week and your family I want you just to take communion with your family this week and we're going to do that this week in our house but any time of the day whenever it is any day of the week just one time just sit down with your family and just share the Lord's Supper, as we call it. Um, get you some grape juice or crackers, whatever you have. Maybe you have apple juice or orange juice or whatever. But pray over it and uh, maybe read some scriptures. And just really uh, share some time together with the Lord in communion. And communion is so important. And it's really not just re remembering Jesus and what he did for us. But it's partaking in his healing, his uh, forgiveness. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that's on our lives. So I want to challenge you to do that. Um, you know, during this time, um, really I've known, noticed something that I, I've just seen like a, a frail, frailty. I've seen um, just where we've, you know, kind of really are, are weak in some areas. And, and man, it just, it, you know, just to know that something worldwide can come in an instant and we can change our lives within a couple weeks and our schedules. Um, you know, just the frailty of our lives. The Bible talks about that a lot. But I'm also really just appreciative of the relationships that I have, family members and, uh, of course, church body. Uh, I'm just so appreciative of, of relationships. And, uh, and I miss you all. So, um, you know, we're going to be able to get together. But just thanking God for all that we've been given uh, during this time as well. Um, just a scripture that before I go into um, really the sermon today, the scripture that I really wanted to bless you with right off the bat is in Psalms 34 verse 4, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Verse 17 says, the righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Amen. You know, I believe that the church shines, the church grows, the, the church um, thrives really at this time during uh, these challenges, during persecution, uh, during adversity. The Bible says that we, um, the church, it really 
makes a difference in this time as well. But Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So thank God that Jesus is building his church. He's the head of the church and the church is growing stronger. So I want to thank the Lord for that. In fact, God works through the church to change society. God works through the church to change society. Yes, he does. And uh, so I want to share with you just a little bit today on something that I, I really want to encourage you on, a secret that we can see God move in our day. I want to just preach to you for a few minutes on something called stop the plague. Stop the plague. I believe that there is an unseen force. There is a behind-the-scenes movement. There is an underlying power in the church of Jesus Christ called prayer. And I want to stir you up today in prayer. And I want to just encourage you today in prayer and the things of prayer. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 46, uh, starting in verse 46. And, and then as we go through this a little bit, I'm, I'm going to go back and just talk a little bit about some of the verses before and some of the verses after. But in Numbers chapter 16, verse 46, starting there. So if you have your Bible, you're taking notes or on your device, just click there. It says that, so Moses said to Aaron, which was the priest, take a censer and put fire in it from the altar, put incense on it, and take it quickly to the congregation and make atonement for them. For the wrath has gone from the Lord, the plague has begun. Then Aaron took, it, as Moses commanded, uh, Aaron took the censer and he ran into the midst of the assembly or in the middle of the people, and already the plague had begun among the people. So he put in the censer and made atonement for the people. In verse 48, and he stood between the dead and the living, so the plague was stopped. Or he stood between the plague and the people. I believe that something happens when we pray. Because Jesus taught it, and I see it in the scriptures. Something powerful, something amazing happens when we pray. Not always do we see it right away, but I believe with all my heart, that things happen. And there's a, really the old um, um, adage that says that prayer changes things. And it certainly does. That's, we say that for a reason. Because it's true. Prayer changes things. Prayer has a way of, of changing. First of all, prayer has a way of changing us. And then I believe that prayer changes our circumstances. And what it takes sometimes is it takes our willingness. It takes our time. And it takes our, our passion for the Lord and our love for other people. But things will change when we pray. Prayer has a transformational power. When Jesus was on the Mount Transfigura Transfiguration, the Bible says that as he was praying, his clothes was cha were cla uh, changed, his face was changed. I mean, the Bible says that Moses' face was changed when he was in the presence of the Lord. Uh, so many awesome things happen when we pray. Prayer has transformational power. I believe that with all my heart. And let's look at this text as we see we just read these scriptures. I mean, if you think about it and we go back and see that uh, all this, this plague came on the people because um, what happened was is that the Lord had dealt with uh, a leader that was uh, among the children of Israel and he had kind of risen up in rebellion. And uh, so God dealt with him and, and, and it really was God, it wasn't Moses, but the Bible says that the people turned on Moses and they began to complain and criticize Moses that he killed the people. And as soon as they did that, the Bible says that a plague went throughout the congregation of the people and immediately uh, something happened. And for over 14,000 people died almost instantly within, it doesn't say how long the time period is, but it, it, it makes it, um, as you read it, it gives the impression that this was a fast spread 
spreading disease. This was an incurable disease and it was a fast spreading disease. And so what happened was, is um, this plague went throughout the people. Now the word plague here is very interesting. Let me just go into this for a little bit. The word plague is really means it's a stroke or to strike a blow. It means uh, like to touch violently. Um, and, and so, and also the word affliction is in there. As we associate the word plague, we see the word affliction there as well. But the, the root of affliction is, means to flog with a whip or to, to, to strike violently uh, with your hands or in another way. Uh, Forty-five times, just in the book of Leviticus, it says uh, plague. It uses the word plagues. It talks about plague and mostly about leprosy. Very interesting. And if you study that, you'll see it's very interesting. But we use it. We tend to say, uh, use the word plague, in to, kind of referring in two things. We say, um, like it is here in, in Psalms 73. Let me just give you an example of these two things. In Psalm 73 verse 14, David said, For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. That sounds rough. Wouldn't want that kind of uh, uh, morning experience. I like my coffee in a quiet morning. I don't like that kind of stuff. But look what he says here. All the day long I've been plagued. That simply means that he has been oppressed or bothered. There's suffering. There's harassment. Uh, it also means to embarrass. But it's implied here that there's, there's vexations or there's harassment from other people. I've been plagued. I, I've been, I've been uh, you know, uh, bothered. It's misery. Um, you know, this is what it's talking about. Is we're plagued by something. He says, man, I'm just really plagued by this thing. It's bothersome. It's, it's oppressive. That's one of the meanings that we usually use. And then in Psalms 91 verse 10, David said this, No evil shall overtake you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. And then we kind of use that word there, and it does mean it. it. It's really a contagious disease or physical sickness, painful, or a deadly affliction. That's what it simply means. And really, uh, as you look at this, it's any great or natural calamity, as we see as the ten plagues of Egypt. And so when we use these two words, or that we use the word plague, we kind of mean these things, these two things here. I'm plagued by something, or uh, we talk about a plague, a, a, a pandemic. We talk about a disease or a virus. That's like would be considered a plague. Um, but the Bible says here, let me go back to the text. The Bible says here that Aaron stood between the plague and the people. He stood in the middle of the congregation with a censer. And the Bible says that, now how in the world do you stand between sickness or disease and people? How do you do that? How can you stand between a plague, a deadly plague, a deadly virus, a, a, a deadly disease, a sickness, and people? I mean, how do you do that? Well, we see this example here. And I want to bring out a, a, a tremendous principle of prayer. It's the power of prayer. That's what the Lord gives us, and he's giving this principle here, is that uh, when, when God does something in the Bible, usually he supplies a remedy, and then he uses his people to carry that out. And so we see that uh, there was prayer here, and this represents prayer. And so I'm going to encourage you today that when you hear what's going on in our nation and you see some things, don't let your heart be troubled, as Jesus said. Don't get scared. Don't be afraid. Listen, fall on your face, get before the Lord, and pray. But I also want to challenge you to do something different today. I want to just say, you know what? We need to pray a little bit more than we've been praying, I believe, um, 
amongst ourselves. I, I want to encourage you. I'm not saying you have it. I'm just saying let's do it some more. I, th I think that we need to really pray and stand against this plague. I think we need to really come to the Lord and come in agreement more than ever before in this next couple weeks and say, not say, well, we'll just let the government determine uh, what, when we're going to get back to our life or we're just going to let the doctors uh, take care of it and, and let some of the health professionals take care of it. I'm going to tell you something. We have the power to pray and prayer changes things. And so we know that we can see this, and I just want to give you this principle today that I believe that this virus has got to stop. I believe that this thing has got to dry up. It's got to be uh, healed in people's body, and this plague has got to stop in our land. And I'm believing that with all my heart today. In Numbers chapter 16, verse 44, what we read, but in the verses before we read, as the Bible says, the Lord said to Moses, get away from these people so I may destroy them at once. But the Bible says that Moses fell on his face. He humbled himself before the Lord. And there's a scripture in the Old Testament that we love that says, In your judgment, Lord, remember mercy. Remember mercy. And so this is what he was doing. He's praying and crying out to God for these people. And so I want to give you this picture here. As Aaron, we saw this picture here that Aaron put fire in the censer with incense in it. And it said that he wanted, God wanted him to make an atonement for people. And this is a picture of intercessory prayer. This is a picture of prayer, but more, more specifically, intercessory prayer. And uh, every time you, you, you read scriptures about uh, the incense coming up before the Lord in the book of Revelation, it was a prayer of the saints. Um, you, you read about the altar and the fire of God. It's a place of worship and, and seeking God and crying out to the Lord. And so this is the power of prayer. This was something that, that Aaron didn't say, well, I'll just put a little magic potion in here and I'll just do this and I'll do that and I, I'll do it myself and I'll heal this thing. No, no, no. It was impossible. People were dying. And this was a plague that was spreading rapidly. And through this in intercessory, I believe this intercession that Aaron made, that he, he stood among the people and in between the plague and the people, the Bible says the plague stopped because of prayer. That's what I believe. And so I want to encourage you to do that. God honors people who stand in the place of need for others and declare healing and deliverance. That's exactly what Jesus did in his ministry. Look at the scripture in Psalms 106 verse 23 talking about this very thing. And so David said, so God you were fed up and decided to destroy the children of Israel one time. But Moses, your chosen leader, stood in the gap between you and the people and made intercession on their behalf to turn away your wrath from killing them all. The Bible says in the King James that he stood in, and made up the uh, the breach. He stood in the breach or stood in the gap. He actually stood between God and the people. But in, in Aaron's case, he stood between the plague and the people. This is the same definition. This is the same uh, situation or the different situation, but same meeting. He stood in intercession. He stood in prayer and he stood his ground in faith. I believe that. I want you to notice something about all the plagues that came on, uh, on the uh, Egyptians during the Exodus. In the book of Exodus, all the uh, starting, I believe, in, in chapter 9. And all the plagues, the ten plagues that it talks about. Uh, and it documents them very carefully, but it also is very, uh, very um, careful to say this, that all these plagues came on the Egyptians, but didn't affect the children of Israel. That's amazing. So all these plagues came on the children 
I mean the Egyptians, but did not affect the children of Israel. That's amazing. I thought that was amazing. Now why? I believe because Moses at that time was standing in the gap between God and the people. In this case, and in his case, Pharaoh. And uh, amen. So I believe that we can see God change this thing, heal this thing, and deliver us from this plague called coronavirus. Amen. In our day, someone was standing in the gap. And uh, so we know that this can happen. Now, Jesus is our mediator for salvation, but uh, he uses prayer from his people to open the way for healing and deliverance. So we want to claim that today. We want to declare that over your life, healing and deliverance. A couple weeks ago, we preached about protection. God is my defender. But today, I just want to tell you that we are going to get delivered from this thing in Jesus' name. And I'm believing that with all my heart. The Bible says that if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, then will I hear from heaven. And he said, I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. I love that. And this is part of the promise of God that we have when we seek the Lord with all our heart. And so he said, I will heal their land. Heal their land from what? I'll heal their land from sickness and from disease, from poverty, from sin. I'll heal their brokenness. I'll heal uh, the areas and the places in their culture and in their society that are broken down and sick and diseased. I will heal them if my people will pray. Daniel prayed for Israel. Constantly, the Bible says he opened up the windows and faced Israel every day and he would pray for Israel. He would pray for the nation. Even though he wasn't there, he would pray for Israel. Esther prayed for Israel. David, Jeremiah, all these people we said or see in the Bible, the Bible says they stood in the gap, as it were. They cried out to God for the people, to God, amen. And the Bible says that God heard their prayer. And that's you and I today. We're no, we're no different than them. We're, we're no, you know, we, we think, oh, they're our heroes of faith, and there's no way we have that connection with God. You absolutely do. You have that connection with the Lord today. Notice also in the plagues of, uh, of uh, you know, the Exodus and in the plagues of Egypt, the Bible says that the Lord put a difference between the children of Israel and the Egyptians. The Lord put a difference. Now, ultimately, that became the Passover, the blood of the Lamb. That became the ultimate difference. But even during the plagues, the Bible says that God put a difference. He separated the clean and the unclean. He put a difference. And I believe that the difference uh, that we have in the Lord is prayer. The fact that we can come before His presence, cleansed by the blood of Jesus, washed by His blood, forgiven, and standing before the Lord in confidence, amen, to make what we our requests known to God, the Bible says this can be the difference, amen. Just a few scriptures to talk about this. Exodus chapter 12, verse 13, as we talked about the Exodus, it says, And the blood, or the blood of the Lamb, that they were to put over the doorposts of their houses of a spotless Lamb, the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you live. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you. He said, but they will be upon the Egyptians. They'll be with them, not with you. In Ezekiel twenty-two thirty, it says, I sought for a man among the nation, among people, that they should make up the hedge, stand in the gap before me in the land. 
that I would not destroy it, that I would not allow these things to happen or other, other things would destroy the people. He said, but I'm looking for somebody. God's looking for us today. God's depending on us. God's wanting us to cry out to Him. And I would encourage you, take a moment today or whenever this week and get before the Lord and say, Lord, we're tired of this thing. We don't believe this is of you. We don't believe this is, it's your will for people to, be, to die this kind of death, Lord, or even for this thing to be in our nation right now. Lord, we want to, to see you move. We want to see people healed. We want to see people delivered. We want to see people set free. And by the blood of the Lamb, amen, Jesus Christ, we, amen, can see healing and deliverance from this thing in Jesus' name. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, the Bible says, For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and His ears are open to their prayers. I like this one. Psalms 34, verse 15, The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and His ears towards their cry. And the Bible says again, that when Aaron stood between the plague and the people, the plague stopped. You know, sometimes I like to preach this and talk to people about when they, they pray for people, uh, their neighbors or their family who don't know the Lord, who aren't saved. Maybe, maybe that could be you today. You don't know the Lord. You're not born again. And, you know, I thank the Lord somebody's praying for you. I'm believing that today. But, you know, when we pray for our neighbors, we pray for our family and loved ones and our friends who don't know the Lord, I, I believe it's just like this, like Aaron did. We're standing between the plague and the people. We're, we're crying out to the Lord for them because some people don't have the strength to cry out for themselves. Some people don't have the knowledge of God to cry out for themselves. They don't know that Jesus is their healer. They don't know that God is here to deliver them and set them free. But they need somebody. They need somebody like, like a Jeremiah, like a David. They need somebody like Moses to stand in the gap for them and pray for them. And so I just want to encourage you that it's time to stand against this thing. And it's time to ask God for healing and deliverance. And I believe that, as Jesus said, we have the authority. In Luke chapter 10, he said that he gives us all authority over all the power of the enemy or the devil or our spiritual adversary. And I believe that whatever we forbid here on earth, this is what Jesus taught us, whatever you forbid here on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit or allow He's talking to the church now. Whatever you permit or allow here on earth will be permitted and allowed in heaven. Wow, that's, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? And I believe that today we're forbidding this thing. We're, we're not allowing it to happen. We're not allowing it anymore amen, to affect people, to, to uh, run um, and have you know, its way and its course. But we're, we're doing this. And I like what uh, evangelist Tim Hall said this last week. I loved it. I believe it was Monday morning, first thing I heard. I loved it. And he asked the question, he said, are you a, a worrier or are you a warrior? And I believe that God doesn't want us to be uh, stuck in worry, stuck in anxiety, stuck in fear. He wants us to be warriors. He's called us to be warriors. He's called us to be prayer warriors. He's called us to prayer. Now, you may think that, well, that's for uh, special gifting. That's for people that really are in, into prayer. No, all of us should be into prayer to the place that we see God move in miracles, signs, and wonders in our lives and on our nation. Amen. So I want to encourage you today to join the prayer force in the earth. Join the prayer force in the earth and stand against this plague. Stand against sin. Stand against this plague. Stand against sickness and disease. 
This is just one of many that we, are, we have to deal with in, in our society, that we have to deal with. But I thank the Lord that Jesus took every single virus. We don't even know some of these ones. We don't even know how to treat them or how to, what to, to label them somehow. But Jesus took every sickness and disease. The Bible says He took the stripes on His back for our healing. Amen. And I thank the Lord for that. And so in Numbers chapter 16, verse 48, our text and Aaron stood between the dead and the living, and the plague was stopped. And he stood between the plague and the people, and the plague stopped. I want to just bring something out in closing. that This word plague, the other definitions for it, not just to strike a blow and to, to hurt violently and, and, and to infect, but it means to inflict a disease. Yes, it does. Inflict a disease. It means a spot. Now, this is very interesting. It means a spot. Um, and that's how they define leprosy back in the Old Testament. It means a spot. It means a sore. I like this one. It means a wound, a stripe. That's what it means, a stripe. It means to beat. And the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 5, that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities or our sin. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. Those blows that cut in his skin. The same word for plague. Jesus took that at Calvary. And when the Roman soldiers had whipped him 39 times, the Bible says that those were for our healing. And I thank God today. Amen. Thank the Lord this morning that we have healing and deliverance and victory in Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you for your word today. I thank you, Lord, for the power of your word. Your word bring, is spirit and it is life. Lord, it is an infusion of faith. Not because of me, in, in spite of me, but because your word. Your word is alive. It's, it's amazing and it's awesome. Today, I, I pray, Lord, that somebody was encouraged, Lord, to seek you, to pray. That we have the power of prayer at our disposal. We are a force in, in prayer. And I thank you, Lord, that this is a movement that is continuing, Lord, growing in, the, uh, in, a, in our nation, Lord. Thank you. Lord, help us individually and our families, whoever we are, how we're listening today, help us pray till, till we see it through, till we see the victory, Lord. Lord, we're going to believe you that this, this virus is going to dry up in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe for deliverance. We believe for healing. We believe, Lord, for 100% healing in our land from this plague in Jesus name we want to join together in the house of the Lord again we want to pray together we want to get together with our family and friends we want to hug each other again and Lord and I just thank you for that Lord that we are going to see that again and there's and it's very soon but Lord I pray today that we will stand up as believers all over and we would just cry out to you and do what Aaron did, stand between the plague and the people. Lord, we pray for our family members and friends and those are neighbors, people that don't know you. I, I, I pray for them today. I ask, Lord, that they, they would know who you are, that you would reveal your love to them. Lord, you would stretch out your hand. The Bible says and declares that no man comes to the Father except the Lord draw him. Lord, I thank you're drawing people to yourself. The Spirit of the Lord is drawing people. They're maybe in the bars or maybe in, in uh, the clubs, wherever they are, in the crack houses or in the alleys or in their home, wherever they are, you're drawing people to yourself. Thank you for your amazing grace 
that saves us and changes us, Lord. We just thank you for it. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. May the Lord bless you. If you need anything, please get in touch with us. If you want us to pray with you, maybe something very specific is going on in your life. Very important. We want to. Uh, we believe in that. We want to pray with you today. God bless you. Have a great, great day with your family. Amen.